So we've been talking about the hero and the heroine's journey this week on the Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast, the differences between both and getting clear on the heroine's journey of a woman's search for wholeness in a society which she has been denied according to masculine values. Today, we're gonna to be looking at three things you can be doing now to ensure that you're hopping on to the heroine's journey, as well as we're gonna look at how ancestral karma actually impacts the journey in itself. So welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement Show, where it is our mission to awaken the women of the world spiritually by empowering them with the holistic tools that they need to heal body, mind, and spirit. And so we can bring in an aligned society as this old one crumbles. Satnam, God morning, beautiful queens. God morning, Nancy. How are you? Lizzie, how are you? How's everyone doing on this very blessed, beautiful Wednesday? I love Wednesdays. You know, Wednesdays for me, because we actually host a weekly Kundalini yoga class within our community. I absolutely love that it is on Wednesday and it's done intentionally on Wednesday because it's really the balance of the week. You know, we start with Monday, early morning sadhana, 4.30 a.m. or 6 a.m. in our community virtually. And then we get to the middle and we wanna be able to raise our frequency from anything that has happened from the beginning of the week. And I'm really excited tonight because tonight we actually start our first four week series of classes uh, all geared towards this theme this month of creating sacred relationships. And like I've mentioned to the beautiful goddesses in our community, when I tell you that Kundalini Yoga healed everything in my life, and besides the Kundalini Yoga, the SWC method combined with what we teach inside of Satori, which for me has also been A Course in Miracles. When I tell you that the SWC method, Kundalini Yoga, combined with the metaphysics and the inner spiritual work that I've done has healed everything in my life, I'm not joking. This includes absolutely my relationship with my husband. Because here's what happens when you are able to heal the programs within you, especially those programs that were instilling you about what a relationship should look like as a young child. Because I think that most of us can probably agree that our parents maybe didn't all have the perfect relationships. And a lot of the times we say, yeah, we definitely don't want to have the same relationship as them. And then we end up with the same relationship as them because of our programs, right? And so for me, the inner work healing journeys applying specific meditative kriyas and having my husband join me on the ride because I'm really proud of him. I'm so honored to, to be his partner in crime. We're, we're at a point in our life in our face where we're, we're just living this really raw, beautiful love. And I'm, I'm really proud of him because as he, he's always agreed to do the inner work with him, with me, you know, he has his own sadhana. We have coaching appointments. We had a, a, an appointment the other day where we talked a little bit more about what he's going through and he, picked up and prescribed himself, we prescribed him a, a, a new meditation that has been doing tremendous work within his own psyche and the programs he's working through. So I just want to big, give a big shout out first to my husband because I love you so much. I just want to thank you for everything that you are, for stepping up and doing the inner work with me because men need as much healing as women. But let me tell you something, when the woman actually takes the initiative to actually begin the journey, they follow along. And those that are basically not supposed to be in your vibratory frequency, the beautiful part about the healing journey is that they are also removed from your life. And that's not a bad thing because a lot of women are actually stuck in relationships where they're not happy, 
where they basically are under the doctrines of culture or what society says, especially as it relates to getting a divorce or separating. So it takes just as much as a level of high level of self-worth to be in the highest form of yoga, which is in a long-term relationship, as well as for you to be able to set those energetic boundaries and be able to walk away when you know those relationships are toxic for you. So all of it is energy. All of it is energy. We change our frequency. We change our programs, habits, and we change our life. We change our relationship. So this entire month, I'm really excited because that's what we're going to be working on, sacred relationships. And we're going to be diving deep, you know, looking at the essence and the true essence of love, healing the relationship and intimacy with ourselves. We're going to be looking at sexual intimacy and healing those programs, especially that have been driven in the consciousness of men and women that have really, really created darkness around what the true essence of sexual intimacy is all about. We're going to be looking at uh, also uh, forgiveness and how to actually move through adversity. Because when I tell you that my husband and I have been through every dark night of the soul possible, I'm not joking. And that's really what has allowed us also to become more wiser and more mature in our own union, in our own yoga that we practice every single day, every single day. So today's the last day that you can join us for the collective. And the reason that I do that is because the classes are intentionally put out in the calendar where I, it's really important that you follow them in that order so that they create the biggest impact in your psyche. You can absolutely transform your life in 30 days. It just takes you showing up for you. Keep up and you will be kept up. So you can check out the link below in the description or you can check the link as well in my bio on IG if you're watching live. It's Veronica Berrigan, I am forward slash three-step framework. You'll get the whole training. It'll give you an overview of the SWC method, who it's for, it's not for because it's definitely not for everyone i will tell you that it does require you showing up and doing the work otherwise there will be no results and so just be aware of that and make your own decisions based on your heart so check those links out so you can uh, join us tonight at 6 p.m mountain center time for our first series of the four classes and of course with the membership is included a course in miracle study group every tuesday we also have a monthly business and leadership class. Last month, we had our first of the year, which we looked at how to actually start a business, an online business specifically. And this month, we're going to look at marketing. We're going to actually look at how to get organized, how to create effective content for your audience, and how to actually execute, how to actually put it out in the world. Because as part of our movement, we're also working on an economic, economic revolution. It's very important that we also, as spiritual masters, also learn how to become masters in this 3D world. World. And it starts with prosperity, true wealth, and that's part of the movement that we do at Satori. So check out the links and join us. And today is the last day that you can join us. So a bit more about what we've been talking this entire week. So um, if you uh, miss the last couple of days, you can definitely catch the replays on the podcast. They are already up. But the first day on Monday, we actually talked about what the hero's journey is. For a 12-step of what take on specifically as human consciousness, for the purpose of cessation and coming back home to ourselves. Now, the hero's journey, as I explained on Monday, specifically, even women take it, but it was really formatted as a masculine energy because it really is a journey of the mind, of the mind and going through these 12 steps and tribulations and challenges to, to discover who you are. In reality, for us as women, the journey doesn't end and in the first day, I shared with you my specific hero's journey and how I compared it to the specifics of the journey in itself and how Joseph Campbell relates it to the human consciousness. Now, 
Tuesday, we looked at the heroine's journey because for women, we as women have been programmed to basically live out patriarchal masculine energy, meaning not only were we mothers and caretakers and nurturers, but we were also in the age of Pisces we're, we were out creating businesses. We were also very much driven by the masculine energy of technology and the mind, right? Problem with that is that it separates us, and it was done on purpose. It separates us from our divine feminine power, which is the most powerful aspect of, of a woman. And for me, that's why I keep saying the highest incarnation you can ever take is of a woman because we're just that so powerful and in creation, right? And the, and the thing is that when I came to the end of the hero's journey with the elixir, when I had finally come back from the Peruvian jungle after my ceremonies with Mother Ayahuasca, and I came back and Kundalini Yoga was the elixir that helped me integrate those experiences, I realized that I wasn't even done yet. I realized that there was deeper work that needed to be done and it had to do with the heart. It had to do with me coming back into my intuitive power, healing the womb and learning how to operate from my divine feminine power, from my heart and not just from the mind. Balance, right? Like our Egyptian ancestors. And so we talked a lot about that yesterday. And today we're going to look at three things you actually do to actually move yourself into these journeys because not everyone takes the journey. A lot of people hear the call and that's the first step. And that's where they get stuck. They never actually move beyond that. Some people move beyond the call, but then they get stuck in the adversity. And in the, there's two different uh, sections of adversity. So it's, the first part is just the beginning until you actually self-realize. And then the real enemies and the real challenges start to come, like we explained on Monday. And so the, the, the first thing that I want to talk about that people don't take into consideration, and this was my big awareness, this was the, what took me into becoming a holistic wellness and spiritual counselor, which is what I am today, and it really began in the Peruvian jungle, in the Amazon jungle, when I first made the, the real connection where, that I can remember, because my ancestors have been speaking to me forever, since I was a young girl. I was always really guided by, by wanting to know more and just going beyond the food. I was very impacted by the death of an aunt of mine and created a lot of trauma, but also opened up a lot of questions in me as a very young child as to what death was and, and spirituality in, in general. And so what I started to really uh, discover, and especially as I started to do my own healing journey and when I went to the Peruvian jungle, was that my ancestors had always been guiding me. And it's not just ancestors that I remember, it's ancestors that I don't remember and ancestors that are 12,000 years old that now I have made connections with. And what I was shown, and this is why when I first create uh, the first inkling awareness of the sovereign woman and Satori, which has been really in my awareness for a long, long time, when it started to become downloaded into my subconscious, I started to really realize that there were other factors that were impacting our own hero's journey because I was aware of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey for a long time. I used to study his work as a professor back like in 2008, but I didn't realize just what actually prevented me from being here today in 2021, uh, actualizing my, my vision, living out every day and bringing the full circle home because for me it was the demon that I had to fight in, in healing my addiction to alcohol and so what I realized is how the ancestral karma plays a big impact in our journey and how if we are not hyper aware of this we will continue to not only get stuck in the journey but we will continue to repeat 
a lot of these different phases over and over and over. And that's what we call karma in essence. That's why we say some people, you know, there's some people that go through some really seriously tragic things in this life. And a lot of people just say, well, they're just paying that karma, the whole picture. It's not a punishment. It's in essence, we don't know the whole picture as to what happened in past incarnations, especially as it relates to your ancestors. And when we talk about ancestral karma, and this is where you can understand it. I'll go into the spiritual aspects a little bit deeper right now so you can see how what an impact it makes on your journey. But for you to really understand it in 3D physical senses, scientific, let's just call it that. Because what is science? It is the demystification of spirituality, do what it is. But if you think about it, ancestral karma, and I've explained this several times, your subconscious mind. We are running 85% of our day on 85% on the subconscious programming, subconscious programming, behavioral epigenetics. The science now proves that energy, those emotions, the way your ancestors coped with life, the way they responded gets generationally passed down to you. So what does that mean? That means that those 85% programs not only come from when you are a child, right? Another the birth process, you even, there's people that can connect to being in the womb, but they come, that energy is passed down to you into the subconscious mind from the ancestors and from the experiences that they lived. It's not just the negative ones either. It's also the positive ones. You can always, you get to decide and have free will. Like I was telling the sovereign goddesses last night of a course, in a course of miracles study group, you get to decide and have free will of what you want to have a bigger experience of. But if you don't have control or awareness of your shadows, which is the subconscious mind, which is what a yogi does as a meditator, as a sovereign woman, we become aware of our shadows. We know how to maneuver around them so that no one uses them against us and so that we don't continue to repeat the patterns. And this is where the ancestors and the veil is so thin, where they're constantly trying to get you to actually respond differently than they have responded all of their life. But we can't do this if we don't go within. We cannot do this if we don't unload the subconscious mind. So that is exactly why I realize now that although I've been on the spiritual journey for a very long time, right, the heroine's journey, I've been through many different very uh, mystical metaphysical experiences, uh, plant medicine, things that really broke the paradigms of all my belief systems. But it wasn't until Kundalini came into my life that I actually started to do the ancestral karma healing. And this is why. The reason why is because Jogi Bhajan, the great tantric master who brought these teachings from the East to the West, specifically said that Kundalini yoga heals seven generations before you and seven generations after you. Why does it do that? The reason is, is because beyond the fact that there are actually prescriptive meditations, specific prescriptive meditations, I actually shared one with you in my YouTube channel, which there's a link below, or you can check out the link in the IG bio as well, that actually works specifically. There's sages, gurus that sat through these meditations, that sat through these breathing techniques that specifically clear the karma from the ancestors. But beyond that, the meditations and the kriyas that we practice in Kundalini, they do the number one thing that changes everything in your life, which is what? They unload the subconscious mind. And that's why in any class you take, it, it's an experience that you can never plan. You don't know how it's going to go because it really is to me like taking a psychedelic because and when you take a psychedelic, I don't know if any of you have 
work through psychedelic assisted psychotherapy or any type of psychedelic uh, integration. But in essence, you don't have control. This is why it's not recreational for any of those people that think that it's recreational. Hold on to your horses. Because what happens is that, you know, those barriers and the subconscious mind that you've been holding up because you're afraid to face them, they all fall apart. Same thing with Kundalini yoga. Kundalini yoga is an energy, is an energy system that actually opens up the Kundalini, which is coiled down at the bottom of the spine and allows it for it to move up to the chakra systems, cleansing it and opening up. This is also why, and as I do warn our new members that join Satori and I even Anytime I prescribe a meditation to someone, you know, the, this last consultation I had with my husband, I basically, I do prepare you because as you begin your inner work, your life actually turns upside down. It really does. I wish I could tell you that there is, there might be a honeymoon stage of meditation. That's why I, I, I really, I find it fascinating that people think that meditation is the way for you to go into coma and just relax. <laughs> Because I don't think I've ever done that in meditation just yet. But the reality is that it provokes you and it goes into those subconscious programs to then bring them out and bring them to the light. So what happens is that you go through the honeymoon stage of maybe one day where you see, you know, you see Vishnu and Krishna and you see uh, all these different gods and sages. But then, then comes the fun part, right? The looking at those programs, at those shadows that you have been basically hiding from for all of your life and that's usually why you know I t we do 40-day meditation challenges all the time at satori and not everyone finishes them why don't they finish them the reason is is because the ego which is the program is attacking and saying hell no i'm so addicted to this program i'm so addicted to the ancestral karma that i the minute that you start introducing something new it's gonna fight you and it's gonna fight you hard and this is why you need a community to continue to support you and to help you in the journey so you don't fall off. Because a lot of people say, well, 40 days meditation challenge, three minutes, I can do it. I can tell you that the minute there have been over 50 to 60% of, of the women that I work with that fall off. And it's nothing bad. It basically is just because it's that provoking. It's that invasive into those programs that no longer basically work. <laughs> very well said love this explanation. Yeah, I hope this actually makes a little bit more sense, right? Nancy says guilty. Hey, awareness, right? Remember, I actually shared this last night in, in my um, stories where awareness of going back into our old patterns is just as valuable as not going back into our old patterns. A lot of the times we go back into the old pattern and we stay there and we don't even become aware of that. And a lot of the times we're just in a pattern and we're not even aware of it at all. So even if you're feeling, I mean, guilt, as we know, as we, as we coach and train inside of Satori serves no purpose, right? But the awareness of the fact that you've fallen off is just a pointer at your current state of consciousness. It doesn't reflect who you are as a human being. It doesn't reflect that, that you are somehow faulted or something's wrong with you. We all go through this. We all go through these challenging times. That's why meditation, you don't meditate every day to get better at meditation. You meditate every day to get better at life. So if you can remember that, you'll remember that and you'll make it a priority, then you won't be so hard on yourself. You know, when all of last year, my practice was about two hours long. This year, I've become more intentional. I cut it down to about an hour. And even the meditations that I had promised myself to do 11 minutes last year, I cut them down to five minutes. And I'm giving myself grace to be with those five minutes instead of trying to force myself into something that 
my heart is not with right now. So again, it's the awareness, the beautiful part. That's that's why it's known as Kundalini Yoga awareness because you become aware and, and awareness is not fun for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to be self-aware. They don't want to, they don't want to see that they are also the, the problem, right? As well as the solution. So that's where it gets really hard. The community support is definitely what keeps me going. Agreed. Yeah. And, and other people sharing, you know, I'm on day 772 or I'm on day 42 or, you know, you guys don't get to see a lot of the, I get a lot of private messages and DMs from the breakthroughs of, of the women, you know, a lot of the, the, you know, these women, they show up to the classes and a lot of them, you don't know that they're going through some deep, serious stuff. And, and they DM me and we talk and we go back and forth. Right. And it's, it's in, incredible to see their incredible tenacity and ability to still show up for the inner work, because when you're going through deep stuff the last thing you want to do is meditate right yet you know it's it's admiring and inspiring to see actually the courage right and to see that they're so committed to the to the change and the alchemy and the transformation so yeah the community aspect is beautiful it's energy right it's we all we all vibe off of it which is really really beautiful uh nancy says and let me tell you my energy felt it last week when i didn't prioritize it absolutely you'll feel it immediately it's like almost like something's missing like and again we don't want to get to the point where you're so attached you know that's where i felt like i was a little neurotic when i first started where i was like it has to be this way and these number of minutes and at this time and and that was not even good for my soul so everybody gets to experience themselves in the practice and then gets to decide what works for them that's the biggest part about being sovereign right that's what I had to do three minutes each absolutely that me too you know some of the meditations that provoked me the most I knew that I need to those were the ones that I needed to do so instead of doing them for 11 minutes I just started with 11 give yourself grace I never used to give myself grace in the in the uh, Piscean mentality Uh, even when I was sick I would go to work I never called in sick I never, if, I, if things were hard, I still just pushed, pushed, pushed. And then I had a breakdown. <laughs> so I learned the hard way. Let's not learn the hard way, ladies. <laughs> Three minutes each is just as good. Lizzie says breakthroughs. Absolutely. And that's the beauty that you, you know, you come into the mat. You don't know what's going to happen because the subconscious mind, you know, we don't know what's in there until we actually start to explore it. Right. And then you tap in and I, you, you've all shared some incredible downloads you received, connections to the subtle world, being able to bring messages to people in this world. I mean, that's the beauty that you, if, if you learn to surrender and let go, and also we were talking about last night, not be so judgmental because there is no good or bad meditation. If in your three minute meditation, you cried the whole time, that wasn't a bad meditation. That's wonderful. You processed energy. If you were angry the whole time, wonderful. If you were happy the whole time, wonderful. There is no good or bad. And it starts to train your mind so that you don't start to see good and bad. And you start to see move forward and you start to see high frequency. You start to see connection. You start to see intimacy with yourself. And that's how everything else around you actually starts to heal and breakthroughs. Like what Lizzie said, you know, breakthroughs happen in a second. You know, the idea for the business, the solution for whatever problem you were up against, but they don't happen outside of you. If you really think about your life, they've always happened within. And we were talking about this last night too. It's like stillness brings in the miracles, right? The great sages and the great gurus, you know, 
Buddha meditated under the Bodhi tree for who knows how many days until he became enlightened. And Jesus Christ went away for 40 days. 40 days, ladies. There's a coincidence why we do 40-day meditation, right? It's the stillness. It's, it's being able to go on the heroine's journey. We need to get off the hero's journey of the mind and trying to find the elixir the way the masculine energy has taught us to find it. And we need to now transcend into the heroine. And what is the heroine? So the three things you need to be doing to be jumping onto this journey, very important. Number one, you have to make it a priority to unload the subconscious mind. We're going to talk about a lot of priorities in these three step process. Like Nancy said, three minutes. You know, for me, Kundalini is the, it's like a jet and going back home because it specifically works with energy. I've done a lot of different meditation practices, a lot of different yoga practices, I went and worked uh, with Deepak Chopra. I went and uh, studied um, all the different spiritual traditions of the world, all of their meditative practices. I've tried every type of yoga. It wasn't until Kundalini, I'm not trying to say better, but for me, it made sense. The energy work, the science, and the and what happened, it transformed. It just was like, let's take the jet back home. So the heroine's journey, to jump on that journey, ladies, from the mind, first of all, unload the subconscious priority meditation three minutes a day minimum you can take it up as you move into your journey and don't judge yourself about it at all number two you also have to make it a priority to connect to mother nature i'm not kidding about this like you have to schedule these events weekly and i'm not talking about like once a year remember there's even a diagnosis out there that's called nature deficit that people literally get ill because they are not connected to mother to nature herself. So for me, the biggest for me, I'm so blessed because we live so close to Sedona, but monthly, at least I get out there monthly to raise my frequency, to ask Pachamama to cleanse me. I do so much work with healing and energy that if I'm not in a high state of vibration, oh my gosh, the rest of the community will suffer tremendously. So it has become a priority of mine to make sure that I self-care and that I connect back to nature and that I connect back to my truth. So for me, Sedona, once a month is always, but you know, we don't have to make this so elaborate, right? If you don't have uh, Sedona near you, which we all do, you don't have a beach, you might have a, a place where there's just quietness. You know, we have lots of mountains in Arizona where you can go hiking, but even your backyard, you know, I make it a point to ground myself every single day. I go outside, take my socks off and I give it all to mother earth. The one thing that I'm adding is now connecting also to father, son and making that connection, right? And asking, because we're like plants, ladies, they give us water and they give us sun and we're back at it again. So it's very, very important for you. If you want to truly connect to your intuition, which is the third part, connecting to intuition, you have to connect more to mother nature. And that's going to also help you connecting more to helping yourself forgive if there's any any obstructions as it relates to the relationship you may have with your mother too, because ultimately that shows up also in 3D world as well. So you got to make it a priority to, to uh, connect to nature. You got to make it a priority to do unload the subconscious mind through meditation. And I think the last thing I'll also say is you really have to just be willing, willing to move into the heart. We talked a lot about this last night in A Course in Miracles, and that's how beautiful the universe works. That's how beautiful God works. Thing is that you don't have to do anything 
you just have to be willing to see things differently. You have to be willing to say, you know, I've been really caught up in my mind and I can sense it because of the level of anxiety I've been feeling or the level of depression or the level of overwhelmment I've been feeling. So I don't know how I'm going to get into my heart. I don't know how I'm going to climb onto the heroine's journey, but I'm willing, I'm willing to receive the help to actually do it. I'm willing to move into my heart. If you continue to repeat this to yourself, what you're doing is you're creating a space for the universe, for higher consciousness, for source to bring you that alignment in your 3D work, in your 3D path. You're actually aligned for the manifestation and creation. You got to move out of the way. That's the biggest thing. A lot of us are not aware that we're only in our mind. If you're here, you're probably aware. And so be willing. That's it. Just be a little bit willing. And I promise you that God will open up all of it for you so that you can actually surrender into your highest potential. Because ultimately, that's what the heroine's journey is all about. It's really about our highest potential connection to the heart. And like the Dalai Lama said, and like Jogi Bhajan said, we as women are the only ones that are going to be able to prevent World War III and are going to be able to heal this entire universe. So you can make a decision today. You can continue on your old programs and you just not do anything differently, or you can actually take the inward journey and know that although it may not be easy, there are there is uh, communities like Satori that are there to assist you, to support you on this journey. Because once you start self-healing, the beautiful aspect about this is that you awaken spiritually. You create this intimate connection to source, to God, to yourself. You live in gratitude. You live like a child, curious and just excited about all the things that could possibly happen. And it's the most beautiful, sovereign way to live, especially in a world where it is actually rebellious to love yourself and to know yourself. So that is a journey, beautiful goddesses. If you yourself want to know a little bit more, like I said, about the SWC method, make sure you click on that link below. You can also join us on in our free communities. We are vamped up. We are posting twice a day, keeping you up to date on everything that we are doing as a community at Sovereign Women Movement on Instagram, also on Facebook. If you like Facebook a little bit more, we have the link in my bio as well. And I'll post the link in the description here. And uh, a lot of the different things that we're keeping you up to date also is on the future of mental health, Kundalini, breath, uh, breath work, uh, mudras, all these different things that encompass how to heal holistically and awaken spiritually. So make sure you join us over there. So this is the heroes and the heroines journey. Now you know what you got to do to jump on board. Now you got to know what you have to become aware of. Now it's time, ladies. Now it's time we all jump on board and we move in grace and in complete companionship, remembering who we truly are and allowing ourselves to truly reach our highest potential in this universe. I'm excited for all of you to continue this journey and this talk. Actually, Friday, Lizzie is going to be here and we're just going to go dive deeper into this. How does this show, how has this shown up in her life? And what is her perspective as it relates to the blockages on the heroine's journey? Because we're going to be focusing specifically on that. So join us again on Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time tomorrow. No live podcast, just giving you a heads up. Thursdays, we uh, have so many things going on in the morning that we've now gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And remember to go catch the replays if you missed this week's podcast. Thank you for being here, Giordano. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies, thank you for your beautiful light, your incredible energy. Thank you for being part of this community. I love you all dearly. I'll see you all back again on Friday. Have a blessed rest of your day. Sana.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.